This week's episode is brought to you by lack of sleep. Actually, a lot of episodes are brought to you by that. But lack of sleep is something that I, unfortunately, subject myself to more than I should. And probably you do too, because you are likely a young adult male, judging by our demographics. Um, but yeah, just word of advice. Get some sleep. Lack of sleep. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, sleep. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. Uh, it turns out if you play Breath of the Wild after playing 20 years of the rest of Zelda, all of your knowledge is wrong. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. Get good, scrub. Fucking I'm okay, Rupert. <laughs> they got rid of the automatic jump button. I have fallen off so many things. Just don't play 3D Zeldas. Play the uh, objectively superior 2D Zeldas. Link Between Worlds is pretty dope. A link to the Past, bro. I, I know. You always bring that up. Yeah, it's the best one. You and your randomizers and shit. Hey, randomizers are sweet. I've been, I've been watching a bunch of Final Fantasy IV randomizer. Yeah. Oh man, it's so fun. there's a one v one tournament going on. It's so fun to watch. Oh, and all two like, different randomizers going on. No, or? no, no. It's Final Fantasy IV. They're both playing Final Fantasy IV. And the yeah. way the randomizer works, it's like completely open. They just give you the airship at the start, and they're like, "Yeah, go find all the shit." Thanks. And there's like <laughs> these five random objectives you have to complete, and you know, like all like the boss reward, like the moon boss rewards, all of the key items and shit are like shuffled around. It's super sweet. So I've been watching a ton of that. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Nexus at Night, the Arguing Over Zelda podcast. Now, uh, today well, we're... Final Fantasy, not Zelda, so... Okay. Yeah. Final Fantasy is sweet. That moment where you can't... There was a very brief period where it was not sweet, but it seems like they're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, today, uh, we're talking about the slowly being revealed trial decks for... Uh, the Tri-3 members, so Gear Chronicle, Neonectar, and Royal Paladin, and uh, so G-Era people, Chrono Jet, Alt-Mile, and Asha are coming back. Finally. And we normally don't do uh, trial deck set reviews because there's no reason to, for the most part. It, but... You know, also, there would be too many set review episodes, and you don't really want that from us. I guarantee it, as easy as it would be for also, us. Also, TDs are generally not interesting, except outside of a couple cards anyway. Yeah. yeah. And everyone knows what those cards are, because they're, like, printed all, all over the TD. And they're like, hey, you need yeah. this card. Like, you know, Chrono Jet Dragon or something. Yeah. Did you know that the... Cr- did you know that the trial deck literally named Chrono Jet needs Chrono Jet? What? <laughs> that's, no fucking that's, way. That's so dumb. Why? <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. We're doing this because we're probably... We're slowly running out of ideas, and we, I don't think any well, of us want to talk about the coronavirus. Don't no. tell them that. No, uh, <laughs> no the... <laughs> We had an idea for an episode with, uh, so Chicago got cancelled, um, for, the re- the regional in Chicago got cancelled due to COVID-19, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about, uh, how that affects 
future ban lists because Bushiroad gets their ideas for ban lists from regional results, and if there's none of those, then, you know. If I may say, based on the last ban list, I think it's more important when Japanese events get cancelled than when English events get cancelled. I honestly don't think they give much of a shit over what happens in English events. It's nice to know we matter. I know. I know, I know that feels bad, but for Bushiroad, English is kind of second to Japan. So, Yeah. And by second, I mean probably third. What's second, then? Singapore? I don't know. Probably, sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, so at the end of March here, uh, Japan gets a Gear, Gear Chronicle, Royal, and um, Neonectar TD, and they also, the next month, in April, get a set where it's all three of those clans. So you're getting double the double the stuff in a very short amount of time, and all well, three of these are Force clans. It's not completely uncommon for them to make a TD than a set containing those cards. They've done that already. Yeah. In, uh, like at the very they do that literally era. every TD. Yeah, because it would be pretty shitty for you to get a TD and then nothing nothing else. Yeah. That would be pretty bad. Also, wouldn't ha- the TD really wouldn't have a point. Can you mm-hmm. imagine if they just released a TD with no set accompanying it? You'd just be like, well, why are we buying this? Yeah. It's for reprints, you guys. <laughs> oh my god. You know, yeah, there are sure. some They're just going to reprint a VR in a trial deck. That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be, actually. Um... So, we're thinking that uh, now that we have the reveal of their cover cards for HTD, that this is probably going to disrupt the meta, at least a little bit. Um, do you, do you guys do, do we want to just pick a card, or you know, each take a card and then see how that might pan <laughs> out? Should... Yeah, sure. Dibs on all mile. Yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Go ahead, go ahead and pick one, Ruby. I'll take Asha, then. That was the first TD I ever bought. Alright. So I'll start with Chrono Jet, then. So Chrono Jet, uh, obviously, are the main boy for Gear Chronicle. Grade 3, all the good stuff. 13k, because they're a Force Clan for some reason. Uh, and it has the, you know, Act Stride ability where you discard cards with some of Grade 3 or Greater. Search deck for a Grade 4, ride it at Stand. And at the end of turn, you retire that unit and ride a grade 3 card from your soul as rest. Um, so double force gift. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I don't Assuming know what they happens. put force gifts onto the stride units. I don't know what happens if you don't have a grade 3 in soul for some reason. But I assume uh, there's, a way to f- there's a fix for that. I think you just lose. I'm not sure that's the case. I thought it was you pick whatever you want and then ride it. Alright. Interesting. Alright, well... Interesting. Alright, and then it has an auto on Vanguard Circle or Rearguard Circle that when it attacks, you can counterblast one, and it gets power plus 5,000, and your opponent cannot call Sentinels from his other hand. Pretty sweet that that works on Rearguard, makes it a pretty nice yeah. card. Uh, makes it combine well with other stuff, just because it's going to be a solid grade 3 on its, in its own right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. 
It is interesting to note that it is not an actual proper stride unit. I know people were probably speculating that they might bring back stride since we're getting back into Giera stuff, but no, on the- first impression, it looks like we're just going forward with the current system we have. Yeah, they show, only showed us, so with Chronojet, they showed us a Metallica Phoenix, which is a vanilla mm-hmm. grade 4 15k with triple drive. That's all it has, that's all it is. Yep. I mean, I mean triple drive is the ability, right? Yeah. So we can expect that next stage will be better than that card. Yeah. I mean, it better fucking be. Imagine if it has a force gift. <laughs> Good God. Alright, so like... Turn, you just ride jet, discard, call another grade 4 first gift, get another force gift. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the turn, get yet another force gift. What seems good to me? What's the problem? Yeah. Um, Let's see. And then there's also Blue Sky Knight Alt Miles, so the wonderfully six-packed man, and they made sure to accentuate it this time. Uh, Grade 3, 13k for Royal Paladin on Vanna Rear. During your turn, if you have no face-up cards in your damage zone, uh, continuous, he gets plus plus 15,000. And then also act on Vanguard once per turn. You can counterblast one and discard a card from your hand. Search your deck for up to two grade two cards, uh, reveal them, and put them into your hand, and shuffle. This card seems awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be a big guy most of the time. And, like, getting two grade twos, which, let's be real, if if it's anything like the old alt-mile deck, it's literally any card in your deck, basically. Yeah. Uh, and just put them in your hand, and you can still get their all con- all their all uncall effects and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's another like, card. He's that just was... sorry. Oh. I was gonna say he's just a lot of value. You yeah, know, you is. get two, you get two cards, and his first skill synergizes with just needing to use a bunch of resources. Right. You blow through all your resources, building your field and whatever, and then he gets really big for free. Yeah, there's yeah. even a card that accompanied him within that stream called uh, Absolute Blade Knight Leverot, which yeah. is an auto on Vanguard Regard Circle when placed from hand. You can counterblast one, search your deck for up to one grade two card, call it to an open Regard Circle, and shuffle your deck. If you have no face up damage, face up cards in your damage zone, you can pay Soul Blast one instead. I so. really like the idea for this because we've always had problems with deck use decks using too many resources and i like this kind of solution better where you know if you run out of a certain resource you get alternate costs instead and so you still need to manage your resources right because if you go carelessly using all of your soul then you might not have it available when you need it but at the same time if you blow through all your counter blasts and you don't necessarily have ways to counter charge you have alternate costs now or like with alt mile, you have benefits for running out. But imagine this too, right? Like you're going first, you ride some grade one. Your opponent's like, "All right, ride a grade one, attack you." You're like, "I'm gonna guard it." My turn, ride lead, <laughs> soul blast one, call a thing. Yeah, you just get that card back, and you're yeah, at lower damage. Yeah, you 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 you're at zero damage. You have no face up cards in damage zone because lol. You're, you're <laughs> like, All right, "I'm gonna soul blast one for a unit." That's such a good soul blast one for a unit is an insanely good rate. Yeah. Especially, yeah. like, unit of your choice. Mm-hmm. You and then if we have any other, like... Mm-hmm. Yep. You already have two cards in soul at that point, right? Like, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and, like, if later on we find out any grade twos that are, 
that have good early usage, then this card's value just goes way up. Yeah, and people then, made a big deal. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so by having, like, uh, effects that function on having no resources left, it or that, like, reward you for having no resources left, it makes it brave done right, basically. Where you're yeah. encouraged to be aggressive, but you're not locked behind this stupid, I need three or less cards in hand. Mm-hmm. Thing. And this one's like spend all your counterblast, but we're gonna like you know make sure you can still do stuff even if that even if that happens. Yeah, which I really like. like Same. Me too. I like th- I think I like this solution better than just forcing counter charge it because then you know you have to rework all of your deck ratios and kind of figure out how do I slot this in? Can I even get it on time? Whereas with like alternate costs and benefits for having no resources, because you it lets you play a little more creatively. One thing so. I think is going to be a downside is that uh, if the if you're playing against something that can uh, control your field well, um, you're not always going to have you know Levaros to replenish your board, and then. All Mile himself can't do it if you have no face-up damage. So mm-hmm. hopefully there's like other stuff that helps out with that, but for now, that's yeah. just a problem I see in the future. Yeah, but over since we're just speculating right now, it looks like that's going to be the new Brave gimmick is burn through your resources, and then the deck will have other things that it can do. Matt, what were you going to say? Because like, uh, so what else? trying to say in a couple times that a lot of what when uh, Libra was first shown a uh, big deal that people made it was like it only calls to open rear guard but here's the thing how often has Royal Paladin ever needed to call a card from hand during the battle phase to call over rear guard um, like Royals when has this happened mostly just when Brave was being its braviest and that's kind Did, of no that, that didn't even call from hand called from deck that's true um, like, you discarded cards to call from deck. Yeah, and especially because mm-hmm. Altmile searches it and puts it in your hand. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think that Leverot's open rearguard circle is going to, unless, like, Mega Colony becomes relevant for some reason, it's going to mostly be irrelevant. Yeah. And even then, you can always, like, intercept cards away if you really don't need them. Yeah. So. How cool would it be if, uh, with the new, like, tickets and orders and stuff if Meta Colony starts making those into uh, like ways to control the board or like you put the ticket down and then it uh, no? I don't even know. Is Meta Colony even getting support sometime in the next year? I don't no. know. That is a very so. good question. Or they just like, like forgotten about. All I know is we have the Tri 3 set coming up and then and it's gonna be like, I think I saw OTT support, and I don't remember anything else because I only paid attention to the OTT part. Makes sense. Um, so that brings us to Asha. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ranunculus Flower Maiden Asha. 
Uh, grade 3, Force Gift, 13k. So, Auto, Vanguard, Rearguard. When placed, Counterblast 1, call up to 2 plant tokens to Rearguard Circle. And this unit gets power plus 10,000 till end of turn. Plant tokens are grade 0, 1 crit, 5k power, have boost. And then act, you can retire 3 Rearguards and call an Asha's Flower Fairy token to Rearguard Circle. The tokens are grade 0 and have the ability to become Asha. And so, just for information purposes, the token reads, uh, Continuous Rearguard Circle, this unit has the same name as your Vanguard with Asha in its card name. When it attacks, choose one of your Vanguards with Asha in its card name, and increase or decrease this unit's power and critical to match that unit's until the end of that battle. Neat. Cool. Force 2 on Asha. Also, there was a... Yeah. When they revealed the card, they also had a QA where it cannot boost because it doesn't have a boost symbol, and then if it's being boosted by something else, what does its power become? And it copies the power of your vanguard after boosting, which means it will become whatever your vanguard is and lose the boost. Weird. You can still get, like, on-boost effects, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Effects that activate on-boost still work, it's just it won't gain the power from it. That's so weird. I know, I read that, I was like, okay, technically that makes sense, but why? Uh, gimmick's sake, or maybe maybe to make it more Bloom-like? I'm not sure what to tell you. So you mean if you shove all of your Force Gifts on Vanguard, it'll just copy your Vanguards? If yes. Because like, if you have like five Force Gifts sitting on your Vanguard Asha, right? So we were just saying that that was weird. Yeah, so it's that's really bizarre, in my opinion, of it being like... <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's like, but it it is cool to, that you can have like five force gifts on your vanguard, and then like you know, yeah. this thing will gain five k power, fifty k power. Yeah, yeah. Neither yeah, guess. this is weird. That like, I guess you're only putting the one token down, so. Presumably the first time, at least, when you use this, you're still going to have your other column open for your actual rear guards, but... Yeah, I don't know. This is really weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like... like it, I'm it, not it, sure it, what to think about this. I think it looks more innocuous on paper. I think it's going to do more in practice than we're seeing. I imagine we're going to get things that boost up Asha's power, other than her own skill and force markers. Yeah. Because, like, there's still... the. She has to retire three things to call her special token, which means we're still retaining the normal plant token gimmick as well, because I think the formula is going to be, like, you call plant tokens, sack them off with Asha, and then use your actual units for the rest of your board. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm having a really hard time, like, visualizing it and what it's going to do. Well, the other card revealed along with the with Asha gains power when you have a unit with the same card name as your Vanguard on your rearguard circle. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, I think that's going to be this deck's gimmick, is you make plant tokens, sack them off for Asha's special fairy token, and then when your actual units come into play, they kind of bank on the special token being there to be effective. And so I imagine it's going to be a mix of, like, cards that run off of this new cloning gimmick... And then cards that, like, make or power up plant tokens as part of the original gimmick. We were already starting to hit, like, critical mass when it came to plant tokens. Like, everything (coughs) made fucking plant tokens. And now they're like, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you can make those into, like, a super plant token. <laughs> yeah, man, they just fuse together. I, yeah, like, I ha I honestly have no idea where they plan to go from here with Asha. Like, kind of interested in picking this up now just because of how weird it is, but then... Well, especially because in that, uh, in that set that's coming with it, the next, the, you know, VH Booster 14, you're getting dream-spinning Renunculus Asha. Yeah, so you who get knows another, what that's gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Like, an, yeah, you, you know. we get next stage run, uh, Dream Spinning Asha and Aerial Divine Knight Alt Mile, so... Can I make a speculation? Go for it. Sure. I think that Dream Spinning Asha is just gonna fucking call an Asha token. It's not It's not gonna be like Sack 3, it's just be like, fucking make one. Oh, like just for it's going to be like a streamlined. Uh, yeah, it's going to be super streamlined. It's going to have one, you know, like some like Vanguard regress skill that gains much power for some reason, and then it's going to just like make mm -hmm. an Asha token somehow, some way, probably, and then probably do something else with that because you know, lol. Yeah, you hear that, internet? Let's see how That's right Matt is in a few months. Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy spec. Yeah, well, we'll find out in uh, whenever the set comes out, which I think is sometime next month in Japan. April 10th in Japan. April 10th. Well, wow, yeah. that's so soon. I know, right? Oh my god. I know. We've seen nothing. That's what's crazy. We're like almost halfway through. Yeah, I know. They're going to have like... They're going to have to double time the release... The previews. Yeah, some of those streams are going to be wild, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, we don't get those until June, I think. Right. May, May and June for us, or for the trial deck and set, mm -hmm. respectively. Um, so, with all three of these TDs being forced lands, uh, this has to do something for the meta. Yeah, I think, uh... Does it? Well, technically it doesn't, but I think that, uh, these clan like, just the cards themselves, like, these are TD mm -hmm. cards, right? Yeah. I think as TD cards, these look like, since they have to make them more powerful than this, mm -hmm. I think that these cards could have some staying power. It's just that a big yeah, defining I think so too. of like Vanguard right now is you need to attack more than three times. Yeah. And so yeah. Oh, God. If like Dream Spinning Asha has some nonsense where it's like restand all uh, all uh, cards with the same name as this card in your front row. You're well, just that, like that, uh, that seems like it could be tight yeah, like tied to Dream Spinning where it's like <clears> end of battle, you know, counterblast, soul blast drop a card or something, restand all rear guard with the same name as your vanguard or something like that. Yeah, and it would mm -hmm. restand the Asha plant token and any rear guard Ashas you have. Yeah. That would be pretty disgusting. So yeah. I think there's a lot there's a lot that could happen there. You know, to like 'cause like if we're really gonna make the game like based on getting more attacks like it has been. Mm-hmm. Then 'cause that's how you need to fight these Excel clans, right? Just be bigger and have just as many attacks as they do. Yeah, Man. which is really unfortunate, but... Yeah. It's just not... So, I mean, if they, if they go that direction, I think there's something there. And Altmile, I yeah. think, can easily gain that direction. Yeah, all he has to do is call cards, like, yeah. during the battle phase. I mean, they gotta, they're gonna do Knight of Twin Sword again, <clears throat> right? Probably. Most uh, likely. So, uh, I don't know if they're gonna do Suleiman again, but, you know, they're all that stuff, too. I, I don't know if they're going to go back to the kind of um, 
Arabian Nights aesthetic as hard. I mean, as they are. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. I, based on previews we've already seen, we we kind of are. That was the best part of Alt Mile. Yeah. What, where it was just abs? <laughs> well, no. Where it was like, you know, like... That theme. The theme of it was great. Yeah. I, I liked the theme, and I liked... Uh, Shion's little arc in the anime where he was like having a little edgelord phase for a good reason but it was like alright I am kind of flying flying by the skin of my teeth here are you and saying that, you don't bet your your uh, family's entire fortune on a card game well uh, saying you shouldn't <laughs> do that <laughs> <laughs> especially one that's obviously rigged against you yeah <laughs> and, and then it turns out that like the person who was doing it was like it, it was kind of sort of your ally the whole time and was being manipulated and blah blah blah. That sounds believable. The anime was so fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. So yes, it was. I think like even if like just not knowing what Dream Spinning, Next Age, and Aerial Divine Knight Alt Mile do, like those three cards are just they're great. Like, it's... I like, mean... Cur- Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, Next Age is probably going to be very similar to its original. Like, the Next Age skill translate Out of the three, Next Age skill translates the easiest into our current meta. Yeah. I think I think they're just gonna put more on it. It's gonna be dumb. It's gonna be great. Yeah. No, you're gonna, like, rewrite Chrono Jet from your soul, and it's going to gain some ridiculous amount of power on top of its guard restrict. Yeah, probably. Or, like, next stage itself will have some kind of condition to gain a buttload of power, and then you'll just restand with Chrono Jet, who's not huge, but big enough with the guard restrict. Yeah. It's also good that these are, like, like your main grade 3s are in a trial deck, so if you're trying to build this mm-hmm. from the ground up, it's not going to be too terrible, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Tell that um, to the Vanquisher, who was $40 at one point. Was... What? Yeah, but Vanquisher I... was in the set. Yeah, mean I'm the... just saying, like, you're probably still going to need the set grade 3s to round things out, and they can easily become ridiculous. Oh, right. <sighs> so, um... Yeah. We were already, like, drifting toward a Force meta, and I think this is going to uh, lock it in for a while. Think so? I think so. Is it? I like th- they were I, also pretty kind to protect, so that might help balance it out a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I mean, we would have to see. It is some like force might haha, force its way into the meta just Ayo. because <laughs> sheer <laughs> volume of cards. Cards like the no- like we said, this is all force coming up, and then. Like, at least a couple of clans coming up in the future will probably still be forced. I'd have to double-check their roadmap. I'm going to make the claim that I think at least two of these decks will be good. Okay. Um, I think Alt Mile is going to be solid, but there's nothing that's been revealed yet that makes me think it's going to, like, break into the forefront. Gear Chronicle, I think, has potential to do that. And mm-hmm. my... My lizard brain says Neonectar isn't that either, but my brain brain says that 
like that token is more than meets the eye. Most likely. It's very possible. Tokens are kind of dumb sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when when tokens got to the point where you were just spitting them out, like, you know, fives of them in a turn, and you don't really lose card advantage by calling a token over a token, it just turned into, like, this weird multi-attack thing. Um, yeah. Like... And... should be nuts. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Here it is. So, upcoming up is going to be OTT, Kagero, Dimension Police, and Link Joker. Yeah, we're probably going to end up in the Force meta just by volume. Yeah, they're putting so many Force cards, they all can't be bad, right? Yeah. They sell packs if they were. Someone tells me that this is a They can't possibly miss after six Force clans come out in rapid succession. Worst case, I really do think uh, uh, Gear Chronicles will be pushed as hell. Your kernel, yeah. like, it's just gonna be real good. Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, they already have, like, a solid-looking Rush deck. So, like, if you could mer... Because I don't think Chrono Fang Rebellion needs Chrono Fang specifically. So, like, if... I was already seeing some discard stuff that was leaked for... Or previewed for some Gear Chronicle stuff, so... If you can merge the two of them, you could just have a really ridiculous deck where you have Chrono Fang starting off for the early rush, and then if next stage is indeed a restander like it's original, you have a really solid late game option too. Um, yeah, Chrono Tiger Rebellion doesn't need Chrono Fang in Soul yeah. to work. So yeah, yeah and I don't think just... yeah, and I don't think the majority of your recovery cards in Chrono Fang need Chrono Fang specifically either. So. You, you might be able to just run both with Chrono Jet and have a strong early rush deck that can and even out in the late game if next stage is solid. So. Um, I'm wondering, like, listeners, what, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that these trial decks are going to uh, make an impact on the meta or are they just going to kind of pass us by? Let us know. On the Twitter, the answer is both. <laughs> Can you tell that I haven't like been getting enough sleep for the past three nights or so? Why not? Because I suck at Breath of the Wild, and I've been staying up too late playing it. <laughs> Have you I thought you. No, just blame daylight savings. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was obviously daylight savings. That too. Yeah, that fucked me over pretty bad. An hour of sleep was literally sucked out of you. Yeah. The, uh, Ironically the... enough, I might have been sleeping better since daylight savings. Interesting. Maybe it's like a, the, hmm, I don't know. Depends when you get up. It's one of those things, like, no matter what I did, I would always just wake up at 8 o'clock, but since Daylight Savings, I've now been, I guess Daylight Savings threw my internal clock out of whack, because now I've been sleeping, I've been waking up at 9 o'clock when I don't actually have to be awake. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And so... Yeah, it's weird. Like, obviously the first day during the actual time change, but also, like, the day after that, I still woke up around 9. I'm like, huh, that's weird. And, like, normally when I have class in the morning, I would wake up around 7, but I didn't even wake up at all this morning until my mom got me up. So, it's weird. Like, I've been sleeping more since the time change. 
I guess my body just runs on permanent daylight savings, and it was just waiting for it to come back so I could sleep a reasonable number of hours. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. If they're going to have the daylight savings for a longer portion of the year, instead of an even 6-6 split, the least they could do is spring forward during the day and fall back during the night. So you lose an hour of work and you gain an hour of sleep. No, they'll never do that. Of course they won't. But, like... I have a better idea. What? Which might seem... Yeah, just fucking delete it. Pick one, and then just say, alright, we're sticking to this one for the end until the end of time. I'm (laughs) guessing they're picking with the saving one. Yeah, sure. Same shit to me. I'd be fine with uh, permanent daylight savings, honestly. Me too. It's the switching back and forth that gets me. Um, I, that's what gets everyone. Yeah. Like, just pick one. Nobody Next cares. This is night, the uh, Daylight Saving podcast. But yeah, I've been getting like five hours and less a night for like past three or so nights. So that's why just, I sound uh, like I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, just uh, be better at Breath of the Wild. I think that's one thing you should do. Okay. I'm, I hate the weapon breaking. I like the cooking and I like climbing stuff. Oh, yeah. The weapons breaking is so fucking annoying. Because... Yeah, that, people say it's the worst part of the game. Yeah, because, yeah. like, having to... Something breaks, you go back in the pause menu, re-equip something. It, it just breaks up the... The fighting. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry, video game elitists will just tell you to get good, and that you're wrong. I'm surprised you guys haven't been spouting that more. You said get good scrub at the beginning, but that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think that weapon deterioration is kind of a, uh, people put it, like, people put it in games to, like, I don't know, make you have to think about what you're doing with it, but, like, it's a Zelda game. Yeah, like, the All point you of do Zelda... Is, uh, it's not, yeah. And it's not something necessarily new to Zelda games, they've had it in, like, things like Majora's Mask as well, where weapons would deteriorate after use. But it's that not was, very common, and there's always something that like lasts forever. That was like the, raz- the w- when you get your sword upgraded, right? Yeah, yeah. But like they um, always had something that you could use till the end of time. Like it was never gonna like you know the masters were never gonna break on you. Yeah. Oh, it was the you had your Kokiri sword, and then you could turn it into the razor sword, and then if you got gold dust, it was the gilded sword. That one right. never broke. But um, the razor sword did. Yes. So you'd have to do both things if you wanted the the permanent uh, switch. And then also, um, with something like Wind Waker, I liked that you could pick up enemy weapons and use them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mm-hmm. like how deep it is with Breath of the Wild, where you can do it with fucking anything. A torch, one of their spears, their bows and arrows, it doesn't matter. But... Uh, Having like not having just a sword like a sword at the beginning is annoying. Like, couldn't it just be you wake up in the shrine of resurrection and there's just one sticking up in the ground over there? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. So I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but I've heard a lot about the weapon deterioration. So, mm-hmm. but uh, one question I have is like, is are any of the enemy weapons like that good where the weapon deterioration would make sense? Uh, well, they're all, no, they're all kind of terrible because it's like. You're stealing, like, Bogoblin cl- uh, clubs and spears. Right. And, 
Torches. I don't understand why they they felt the need for weapon deterioration. I, I I've heard yeah. like some defenders of it where it's like it makes the game feel more realistic and open world when you have to like be scrounging for weapons. But it's Zelda like, games who cares? Are not it's a Zelda game. Games. They're I mean, like puzzle games, but all right. Yeah, like na- this this game really felt feels like they threw everything out the window. <laughs> Mm-hmm. From like all of the common knowledge, like there's no auto jump anymore. There, you know. Yeah. There's no like dungeons as we know them. Now it's the divine beasts, and they're not technically uh, mandatory to finish the game. It's. Uh, I don't know why. Why I'm sitting here talking about a game that came out three years ago and is about to get a sequel, <laughs> and I'm like, Look, guys, I just got I, here. I was just curious. No, yeah. me too. But it, it's. We could totally have a video game podcast if we wanted to. Oh, man. Uh, no one wants to hear me talk about the one game I play these days. <laughs> Which is like FF. Same, don't worry. Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Um, but, uh... I mean... But yeah, I, I am 100% certain uh, that I will probably never play Breath of the Wild. I don't blame you, necessarily. You know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not a huge fan of 3D Zeldas, so I just oh, kind of avoid them. I like them, but uh, everything so, I learned is now wrong. So happens. Everything you know is wrong. <laughs> At least, I can't wait till far in the future when we get like a group of people who think Skyward Sword is good. <laughs> if there's one thing that Skyward Sword did right, the dungeons were pretty solid, except for the Earth Temple, and. Uh, <laughs> The stuff to do between dungeons was good, and that's it. Yeah, the it's, uh, it's, it sucks having to revisit the same places over and over. It sucks that you can't walk to the three places. You got to go back up in the sky and then back down. Um, the every imprisoned so, can eat the, eat a dick. All that stuff. There comes every so often with like long series of games. There comes a point when like every like a new game comes out and it was like, wow, that game sucks. And then, like, many years later, people were like, that game was actually super good. It, it was and, the other way around. Because when it came out, everyone was, all the critics were like, this is amazing. And then people were like, you're, you're kidding, right? Like, like when Final Fantasy VIII first came out, everyone was like, well, this game kind of whatever. It's kind of not good. And now, people are like, whoa, I love Final Fantasy VIII. And I'm like, who are you people? Yeah. Like, the, the main thing is the hand-holding, I think. The fucking five. Mega Man, Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man, Mega Man. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it feels like. Except she has no personality. Her whole shtick is that she's robotic and deals exclusively in facts, which makes it even more annoying. Like Tattle was annoying in Majora's Mask, but she was kind of a bitch, so it was like facts don't care about your feelings, Alice. Whatever it is. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We don't have let's a video game podcast. Hypo- let's, let's just say that hypothetically, theoretically, I was giving you hints in the video game. Yeah. And let's just say, for the sake of argument... <laughs> that you were saying, Mega Man, Mega Man! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There's a hole uh, in the zip <laughs> What is this podcast about again? What? My... Which one? No, this is the whole podcast. Oh, what is, uh, podcast? Nexus at Night, the video game podcast? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, but, uh... Obviously. I'm actually, like, super excited to see uh, the new gear stuff. 
Because, like, I thought the Fang stuff was, like, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's fucking next stage, right? So, yeah. max max memes, here we go. Yeah, and I do, that's... and I fully expect the gear shit to be pushed as, to be pushed as well. I fully expect Imagine if next stage let you ride another grade 4 from deck after it was done attacking. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. No, actually, have that doesn't not... sound too out of, like, out it of would the have realm of possibility. You have to ride a yeah. or that's not next stage. I think it'll just ride the Chrono Jet in yourself. Honestly. Most likely. But it'd be hilarious if it let you ride a different grade four. God. Or they or they could learn their mistake from uh Riviere and just make it once a hard once per turn. Yeah, oh, yeah they I could guess they could. <laughs> Can you believe that Riviere was out for like less than a month here and it got hit? GG. I'm just gonna go buy Melody stuff and then cry to va- at Vanquisher. Well, what's wrong with your rank? $30. It's oh. $30? $35. It's good. It's good. The deck oh. is good. I'm sorry. I, I um, think uh, somebody in uh, one of the Discords bought four S, uh, what, SSRs, I think they call them? Yeah. SVRs? No, the SSRs, Vanquishers. Oh, the ones that say, God. let's get excited. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of dollar reduce. Uh, yeah. Word to the wise from a guy who's like max rarity a bunch of stuff. With how standard it's not it is, worth it. it's not worth it because they will inevitably something will get power creeps, like fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep that in mind if you want to save your wallet. Um, but yeah, anything else we want to uh, bring up about these uh, trial decks that are soon to be wrought upon us? Alt, my- Alt Miles Evs. Yeah, Alt Miles fucking abs, dude. <laughs> How does he do it? He, I'm not sure. Is it by not being real? Yeah, that is be, by being drawn by a good artist, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I just thought I, I thought about does it for this episode, guys. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wickham's two G's two Z's. <laughs> You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. I upload art. Um, you can find me at Atlas Novak on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and you can find my other podcast, Bad Reading, on at Bad Reading Pod on Twitter or Instagram. The episode that's coming out this week uh, is Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. So, oh, boy. Oh, no, it gets worse. It is the most disgusting thing I have ever read. Like <laughs> oh when I was boy. in the stu- when I we were in the studio recording the episode, I got nauseous while reading the story. Whoa, this Carl Weezer Sheen fan fiction. Yeah, it, it in stuff with Miss Fowl. Just don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So that comes out this Friday. The what is that March thirteenth or yeah. Or we're recording this on the 10th, oh March 13th. Um, so just, like, I put a bunch of warnings on it, but it's so disgusting. I'm and... listening to this one. This one. <laughs> yeah. This Maybe I'll actually listen to your other podcast. Just horrible enough. Yeah, because, like, the, the, the guy we got didn't really give us a good answer for, like, wh- what thing would you want us to find the fan fiction for. 
and his stage name is Jimmy Nebula, right? And he goes, I like space, and we're like, well, that one writes itself. And then well, uh, We all make mistakes in the heat of passion, Jimbo. <laughs> 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 so yeah, just get ready to vomit. Uh, and then you can find this podcast, at Nexus at Night, on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, leave a comment or a review or something like that, because it helps the show uh, be found. Do by all the things who... that make the algorithms happy. Exactly. Make the algorithms happy. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Revere. And have a good night, everybody.